Today's match is in the books, and we're breaking it down. This is your RSL post-match show on the RSL Radio Network. RSL post-game show. Always a party with this music coming in. (laughs) Constant fist bumps. RSL 1-1 at Minnesota. It was a score at the half. It is a score at full time, a point on the road for Real Salt Lake against a Minnesota team that is struggling at home. Yeah, I mean, obviously, when you look at it, they have more points on the road. 12 of their 19 points have come on the road, and uh, they've got got some issues injury-wise. You saw that with the lack of substitutions, and when the substitutions came, they came on late. But uh, RSL, man... That was a great second-half performance, I've got to say, and I felt like if any of the teams that were going to win, it felt like RSL might clinch it. We're hitting the post. I've got a shot. Come cross, come shot. Across the goal by Savarino. Um, yeah, there was some really good chances there, and, and they really, really pushed. And, uh, yeah, I thought they might just settle for, for a point, but they kept pushing right through the uh, 95, 96-odd minutes. Yeah, I was... There toward the end when Gavin was clearly just time-wasting, I was like, Gavin, we want three points. Go! (laughs) Uh, But no, it was a solid performance from him as well, coming in at the half um, for a possibly concussed Zach McMath. Again, good good MLS minutes for him. Mm. RSL, uh, Justin, as we know, Justin Glad uh, now on yellow card um, suspension accumulation. Mm -hmm. But we have Marcelo Silva back, so that's helpful, I guess, again. Could have been worse timing. But another goal for Jefferson Savarino. Andres Gomez looked good as he subbed in. Um, yeah, I, I think kind of unfortunate for Real Salt Lake to not grab all three here because, as, as you said, they, they looked much better in the second half. It looked there for the taking. Yeah, definitely, definitely was. But, uh, you know, you, you, you've got now a rested uh, Brian Vera. Doesn't have to come off the bench fully rested for that um, LA Galaxy game. And uh, Marcelo Silva just slotting back in like he'd never, never lost, uh, never been away for those, what, that month that he was out injured. Really good performance by yeah. him tonight. Very, very impressed. Um, I thought it was a good showing from Amika Anelli when he came off the bench. The fact that you can bring Paulo Ruiz off, uh, you know, as a sub um, and just slotting into the midfield, he looked good as well. Um, yeah, it just it just felt really good. And Andres Gomez, what a 10 minutes he had. Um, just his immediate thought as soon as he gets the ball, Lauren, even in tight spaces, is to turn, twist sharply and drive forward. And it just felt, feel like that if RSL can slow these games down, um, and I know they're coming thick and fast, but if you can get him consistently with Savarino and Anderson Julio, there's a bit of pace there, a bit of trickery. And uh, yeah, I, I just feel like this is RSL are really not as bad as what I thought they were at the start of the season. Yes, there still need to be some key uh, additions added, but all of a sudden you've got a bit of pace, a bit of trickery, a bit of creativity. And uh, yeah, it, it bodes well, fingers crossed, for the rest of the season. Yes, the return of Marcelo Silva, fantastic. Uh, Nate Dowdle, a sports director here at KSL, um, says Marcelo is his man of the match. Uh, and I, th- I think it's very easy to give him that man of the match. A great return for him. Looked really good alongside Justin Glad. Uh, the Apple TV commentary said it as well. This is That was a captain's performance from Marcelo Silva. Uh, Backline looked pretty solid. Uh, Bodie and Brody not getting forward, not super effective. Uh, but defensively, 
all four of them yeah. got it done tonight. Yeah, and, and maybe it was, you know, those times where you have to put the backs against the wall at times. And I thought defensively, both of them looked really solid. Uh, Bodie coming off, um, and I thought there was a little bit extra going forward, a little bit more power for, and purpose from Amika Anelli, who was just taken to Major League Soccer like to, like a duck to water. When you, can, when you look at all the draft picks, the guys that have done pretty well, uh, Amika just stands out, you know, head and shoulders above everyone right now. And it, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the one that starts to, to get more minutes in the midfield and starts to get more minutes at right back wherever he can play because he looks solid and really uh, assured on the ball. Yeah, I really like Amika Nelly. Uh, we've seen him uh, defensively. We've seen him in the midfield as well. Both positions he he does well at. I'd love to see him more in the midfield. Berton Jackson, again, coming on. I, I just... I feel like the breakthrough's coming for him with more opportunities that he's getting. I thought Danny Musoski had a good night. Uh, he was probably one of his best performances. Yeah, as as actually, uh, Marcelo man of the match, but he was uh, for me. He was pretty darn close because yeah. he ran himself into the ground, did all the dirty work, the ugly work, and that beautiful assist. My word, that's one of the best that I've seen in an RSL, RSL shirt in a while. We're gonna head out to our first break while we wait for the post game press conference to start. Pablo Mastroeni, hopefully a couple of players, and hopefully. That'll be starting here real soon. Uh, send me your tweets, your thoughts on the match, just like our friend Nate Dowdle did, at Lars underscore MM. We want to hear your thoughts on the 1-1 draw and performances. Give us your man of the match. We're heading out to break here on the RSL Radio Network. Hello, Pablo. Congrats on the win. Uh, sorry, let me get my recording set up just real quick. Um, yeah, uh, obviously, obvious, sorry, congrats on the, the tie. That is, oh, uh, <laughs> I, I thought, I thought you saw, I was, I was getting, start celebrating in here. I thought we, we pulled the three, but no, appreciate it. It kind of feels like a win, right? Uh, being able to, to hold them off, uh, like you guys did. In fact, I mean, technically your team scored both of the goals with it, with it ended up being an own goal, uh, on, on Jay Glad. So you weren't actually scored on by, by Minnesota tonight. So from a defensive standpoint, I guess, what was, uh, what was really working for you guys tonight? Well, uh, again, I'll, I'll just back up. I think, um, you know, being on the road for three games in, in one week is is very difficult. And very few times have I been a part, whether I was a player or coach, been a part of getting results in all three games and two of those being victories. And so, um, uh, you know, I think top, top mentality teams are able to really, um, you know, grind through the rigors of the travel of, of being away from home for a week. Um, and so, you know, I think tonight's performance was really about digging deep. And I thought the guys did just that. You know, I think we had, you know, one one or two other really good opportunities um, that we could have capitalized on. But, you know, every game is going to be different. In this game, you know, they had, they had a little momentum at the end and the guys in the back and, 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 and you know, the, the everyone, the commitment from the whole team defensively to secure the result. And, I just couldn't be more proud of this group. You know, I've, I've been saying, you know, to our guys that there's a lot of great things that 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 we're doing um, and it won't be realized until you put together a string of three good results. Um, and, you know, I think we're at a point now where there's a there's a foundation that's being laid and we just got to keep putting layers on top of it on both sides of the ball, be a little cleaner with our last decision, um, you know, take our chances well and then defensively just the commitment from everyone to get get do whatever it takes to 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 break up plays um you know there's some fantastic performances 
after three games um, and uh, just really happy for everyone in the group and everyone contributed. You know, there's there's maybe one or two players that didn't get as much time as, as they'd like. But, you know, for for the most part, there was, you know, 20, 20 something players in this, you know, that that started in, in, in one of the three games. And, and that makes me real proud uh, as far as what 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 a team looks like, what a team feels like. Um, and then obviously the results have been great. Yeah, and then one of those guys that I, I was pretty impressed with tonight was Brody. Um, and he, you know, he's kind of one of the quieter players in the team, both in, in words and then in, in his play as well. Um, but I, I think, you know, when you look at the time that he missed uh, due to injury over those those few, few, first few weeks of the season, it kind of corresponded with a bit of a rush, rough stretch for you guys. Do you feel like like him really kind of getting back into form has co- coincided a lot with the team's form in general? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you can say that, you know, I think Brody is, again, he's, um, he's a fantastic professional. You know, he plays on the right side when he plays on the left side. Um, and, you know, I, he's just, I've just, I, I'm just really impressed with his growth, growth, excuse me, over the course of the last three years and, and going from a, a player that wasn't a part of a first team to where he is now. He's a, he's a, you know, he's one of these players from a coaching perspective that you can plug in, um, in any position, and he's going to give you, uh, you know, a seven, eight performance every game. And so he's one of these players defensively makes great decisions and works hard for the group offensively has, has an ability to, to, to get the ball forward and, and really, um, create from that outside back position. So I, I think it's, you know, I think it's, it's, uh, there's the, I don't think it's a coincidence that, uh, our run of form has coincided with, uh, Brody's return, um, among others, obviously, but, uh, he's been great. And then lastly, just wanted to, wanted to highlight Sava as well. He got the goal tonight. Um, and and see, and you guys have kind of moved him around a bit, you know, up top on the side. Um, but it seems like wherever he's at offensively, he's just kind of been been the guy for you guys. Do you kind of see him as as possibly ending up as a leading goal scorer, uh, most likely on, on this team at the end of the year? You know, I think Saba has an uncanny knack of putting himself in great positions, um, whether it's behind the back line or in between the lines. Uh, I think one of his greatest attributes is his ability to turn in those tight spaces and really drive at the back line. Um, and, you know, I think the, the the biggest thing, and I think I said this last week, is when Saba's engaged on both sides of the ball, he becomes a different player and we become a different team. And, you know, I, I think he's been exceptional in these last two games. Um, and, and again, playing, and again, a real team player to be able to play, you know, there's co- positions where you're comfortable in, but really in the middle and on the right side are his, obviously his pre- preferred positions. And we played him out left early on the season. Um, I, I think those two positions really suit him well and suit the team well. And so um, I, I think he has the potential to be a great goal scorer, a great goal facilitator, um, and, and a leader for this group. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, Caleb is the only one on tonight, Pablo, but I will ask about Gavin Beavers. Can you kind of talk about what it takes at 18 years old to come in at halftime in a game where Minnesota's seriously looking for, for that go-ahead goal and, and maybe what the benefit of him playing in these open cups does to have him come in like that? Yeah, I, I think the, the, the biggest thing for young players isn't necessarily the coach's confidence in any one young player. It's the confidence from his teammates that 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 really expedite the growth process and and that takes time and and it takes a lot of trust and trust takes time like any other relationship and so you know I said it in the last call you know I think looking back at putting them in 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 the Columbus game um wasn't necessarily the best decision for Gavin um but then you're always wanting to see 
the reaction from a moment like that. And he's been trending in a fantastic uh, direction. Uh, he's he's gained and the, the the trust of the back line of the team. And those open cup performances, whilst, you know, the first one, maybe there's not a lot of pressure. Uh, the last couple have been very intense games. Um, and and there's nothing that mimics playing in a game with pressure. And and so I think this is all part of his development. Um, but but I think he's shown that he belongs at this level, that he can that he can manage a back line. And and I'm impressed. And, and we talk about it uh, frequently about his decision making, you know, playing out of the back, the moments when to play, uh, the moments when, you know, the teams have momentum and we want to break that up and we go long. Um, his understanding um, and his desire to be a top pro is evident in the performances that he's had. Sorry, one more real quick. Meg, just remind me. Um, obviously, it's not not uh, very often that you have a goalkeeper sub in a match. Um, could you just kind of give us an update on Zach and and what was uh, what was going on with him? Yeah, so he I think his head hit the ground on the challenge um, with Boxel, and I think he got he pushed uh, Glad in, into Zach, and so. He was fine, uh, but then when we stopped playing, he experienced concussion-like symptoms. Um, and so as a precaution, um, he wasn't feeling great. So as a precaution, we just pulled him out. And uh, and again, I think the the benefit of having um, somebody playing in an Open Cup games in Gavin's case really makes that decision uh, a, a no-brainer when, when Zach's not feeling uh, up to snuff. But I think he's he says he's feeling better. Um, and we'll just see how, uh, you know, the travel goes and how he recovers the next couple of days. Gotcha. Thanks. Pablo, I'll finish with, uh, you've had a long stretch where you're playing every Wednesday and Saturday. You got to do it again this upcoming week. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about how it's taking every guy now with Zach and Gavin coming in, what are you going to need from the guys this, this next week? Yeah, I don't think anything changes, Meg. I think again, I think the way. I look at a season um, is is we want to play a certain way, um, and then every game presents areas that need improvement or need touching up, um, and and so for 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 us nothing changes. And the great thing is um, whoever steps in has done a great job. And so it's more uh, it's more organizational, it's more structural, it's more tactical. Those are the things that that we'll look at. But as far as the uh, intangibles the determination the fight for one another the grit uh the belief um those things are the foundation for this group and so the stuff that we'll continue to work on is is really the easier part but when you have belief and you're willing to work for the guy next to you those are stuff that takes time and over the course of the last six weeks um i think starting with uh charlotte i've seen a group of guys that have really you know the 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 switch has been flipped and, uh, you know, and again, when you get three road, three road results, um, that can only increase the amount of confidence within the group. So we'll, we'll run it back. We'll see who's 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 available for for Wednesday. Um, and, and the great thing is, you know, we got a, we got a full roster of players that, that are willing to commit to do everything they can to get to get another great result at home on Wednesday. Pablo, that's right. So you've used 25 players, I think, in this period where unbeaten in 10 out of 12 how nice is it going to be to get home for three of the next four before we kind of get back to a regular cadence yeah no I think it's great you know I think um sometimes it takes going away from home um you know I think Sean asked me this uh, before we went on this road trip and the importance of you know does it bring teams together and I said well we'll, we'll chat after the trip 
Um, but I think this the, this last week has been um, really great to be in and around the group and, and see um, the interaction uh, away from the game. And, you know, I think trust has to occur off the field before it's 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 found on the field. Um, and so I, I think it's we're, we're coming home at a great time. Um, having said that, uh, the, it, you can't change your mindset when you're home or away. You got to you got to keep digging and, and you got to keep grinding. This league is uh, relentless. Um, and and the, the most important thing is the consistency in performance, consistency in 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 getting results. And I think those are, uh, again, foundations that we'll continue to build on. Thank you. Thanks, man. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate right. it. Safe travels okay. home. Thanks. Recording stopped. Head coach Pablo Mastroini on the post-game press conference commented on uh, Zach McMath there saying that Zach felt fine initially, and then once he stopped playing, he started showing some symptoms of a concussion. And spoke to the the training and coaching staff, and uh, and that that was why we made that he made that substitution. It's good to get a little more information about that. It's pretty clear when it's a concussion substitution, but uh, good to get a little bit of an update on that. Gavin stepped in and had a really solid performance in that last uh, second forty five minutes. Yeah, no, he did, and he, he's going from strength to strength. And as you see, you know, Pablo admitting that it wasn't the best idea to play him against Columbus Crew, but. As he's built up, as the quality um, has gone up in the U.S. Open Cup, starting with Las Vegas Lights, then bouncing back after a, a, some erratic decisions against Portland, but made some really good saves and then just outstanding against uh, uh, Colorado midweek. He comes on and you can just tell that the back line completely trust him. And he's a different type of goalkeeper than Zach, a little bit bigger. And instead of punching the ball... Uh, like Zach does effectively, he likes to come and grab it, and and that just go and center backs absolutely love that when your goalkeeper comes out uh, and grabs the ball. And I just think he's going to go from strength to strength, and I wouldn't be surprised if he stays uh, that he's the number one RSL goalkeeper come twenty twenty four, maybe towards the end of the season. I don't know, but uh, I think Zach's done uh, had a pretty solid season so far as well. But to have that kind of backup, and it's also a testament that uh, that RSL are extremely high on him compared to the other goalkeepers that have come through the academy. We have Andrew Brody in the post game press conference. Hey Brody, thanks for uh, thanks for taking Still the time. Yeah, no problem. Caleb, go ahead. Caleb, you're taking him away from the heat, just so you know. <laughs> I'm I'm so sorry. <laughs> um but yeah, I'll, I'll keep this quick then. Uh, congrats on finishing, you know, this road trip undefeated. Um, I'm, I'm sure, you know, it's it's been it's been a lot, a lot of play, a lot of minutes. Um, but maybe just kind of take us through what this, these last eight days or so have been like for the team as you guys have, have uh, been on the road and got these results. Yeah, no, I mean, it's been a grind. I think guys have been working unbelievably hard and you've seen a number of guys step up. We've really used everybody. Um, on our roster, everybody's taken their opportunities well, and you know we put in so much work this week, and I think the results have have showed that by beating our rivals twice and then coming here to finish the week to get a yeah, no to get a result. Um, for, uh, thanks for taking the time on the road. So I'm super proud of this group, and you know we're so hungry. We want to keep going and and get a win on on Wednesday at home. And then just defensively, you know, speaking, obviously you guys have have rotated through quite a quite a few guys. Um, and then even even tonight as well, you know, you got to change goalkeepers halfway through, um, have a couple changes there on the back line. What what 
what did it take, I guess, to to maintain that draw and not not let them get another one there in the second half? Yeah, I think everybody, you know, has just been playing in uh, their best football, really. Uh, people have come in and, and locked it down and stepped into a role where um, they're they're dependent on and, you know, they've succeeded in their roles. So I think that goes to show we got, you know, a number of guys across the back line that could come in and, and put in a shift and, you know, really, really uh, keep it together to, you know, get results, especially on the road and, and you know, in a tough spot uh, like Minnesota. It was little hectic towards the end but um I, you know I'm super proud of the the group that held it down and that's that's not just the back line that's from top to front I think our forwards were putting in a ton of work up there um, not making it easy for them to just pass through the lines and, and really press it so it's everyone it's not just the back four do you feel like your your role uh on the field has changed at all uh from last year to this year um no I think my role's you know about the same uh, I I know that Sometimes I'm needed at left back and sometimes I'm needed at right back. But I think, you know, whatever side I'm on, you know, my job primarily is to defend um, as an outside back. That's your first role. And then, you know, I still try and get forward when I can. Uh, I play with the what the game calls for. And I think today it kind of called for, um, you know, really, really being solid defensively and trying to find our, our midfielders and forwards in good pockets of space to get them turned. And then lastly, for me, uh, I might be stealing one from Meg. I'm not sure if she wanted to ask it, but just uh, talking about Gavin a little bit, him coming on at halftime, and then obviously he's played quite a bit in the Open Cup as well at 18 years old. Uh, just how how impressive you've been with him at, at such a young age? Yeah, so so impressive. I think he's done unbelievable. Uh, it showed in the Open Cup game on Wednesday. He came up with some big saves, and I think he's really commanded the box quite well for for an 18-year-old to step into these high-pressure games and in away environments. It, it's not easy at all, so huge credit to him. Um, he's taken his chance and he's run with it. Um, and I'm sure we'll, we'll see a lot more of him in the future. Awesome. Thank you. Trey, you got anything? Yeah, just real quick, Brody. We, we have three of the next four at home after like being on the road, 25 different guys have played over, I think 10 games in the last 30 days. Like, I guess just talk about that rotation, that cadence, and then what the team has found and and then to be back in front of the home fans. Yeah, no, it'll definitely be nice to get back home. Um, we want to play in front of our home fans and we know the results haven't been the best at home um, lately. And we definitely want to, you know, give our fans something to cheer for, give them three points, some goals, goals at home. And I think that's a, you know, a focus for us this week. And it's with these games coming Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, we're dependent on every single player on this squad because, um, the amount of miles guys are putting in, it's, you know, you have to, you have to get some rest every now and then. Um, and, and, you know, and really um, buy into, you know, the team philosophy where everybody's going to step in and, and do their role when, when they're called upon. Can you just, Mecca and, and Berton, Gavin and, and some of these other young guys, you were in those shoes not too long ago. Mm -hmm. So have they have they come to you? Have you been able to kind of mentor them or give them an idea of what to expect, especially when there's a game every 72 hours? Yeah, no, I think the three of them have done unbelievable. Uh, we've really been dependent on them quite a bit in the last few weeks. And I think each one of them has has been a bright spot for us. They've offered, um, they've been difference makers on the pitch, um, no matter what position that they're thrown in on. I think where Thomas played up front and out yeah. wide and Mameka's playing in the middle and right back. So um, it goes to show how versatile they are. And, you know, as far as advice for them, I just say, 
be patient, work hard, keep your head down and, you know, opportunities will come and you just have to take them. Cause you know, I, I was in that shoot their shoes not too long ago. And when I got my opportunity, all I could do was take it and run with it. And that's all they can do as well. Awesome. Thank you. Bag anything? Nope. Thanks Brody. Yep. Thank you guys. Appreciate you. Andrew Brody. I almost called him Brody and forgot his first name. Sorry for the pause on that. That was me. That was my brain trying to catch up. <laughs> We're trying to figure out if we have another uh, player. No, no more players. So, Pablo Mastroeni and Andrew Brody in the post-game press conference, wrapping up the road trip to Minnesota. RSL returns home to play LA Galaxy on Wednesday. Justin Miram, yes, I wanted to bring this up earlier, but we haven't had time. Two goals and two assists in his five matches with Charlotte so far. He's been very good there. Sorry, we're watching the LA Charlotte game as a kind of a prep for Spence for Wednesday. But RSL, a point on the road. Now they just need to figure it out at home, return home to America First Field against LA Galaxy. We will discuss that match, wrap up this one in the next segment. Send us your tweets at Lars underscore MM. We want to hear from you, your man of the match, your thoughts on tonight's draw. You're listening to the postgame show on the RSL Radio Network. Welcome back to the postgame show on the RSL Radio Network. Lauren Beck, Spencer Warren, Real Salt Lake picking up a point on the road. A goal from Jefferson Savarino, a really nice assist for Danny Musovsky, who had probably one of his better best games for Real Salt Lake since joining the club. Uh, I think offensively, things looked pretty good. I thought it was very unfortunate for RSL not to get one more goal. Obviously, the own goal is really unlucky for Justin Glad, who is out for yellow card accumulation for Wednesday's match against the LA Galaxy. Any other points you want to hit? On this uh, draw, before we move on to the galaxy, yeah, I just think that uh, that RSL are just trending in the right direction, and uh, you know, the start to the season, Lauren, it, I didn't know if that was going to happen because it, it, you just didn't know where the goals were coming from. They looked slow. They looked there was a lack of creativity, but we saw in the second forty-five minutes that RSL some of the patterns of play were really, really promising, and I'm hoping that that is. How things are going to continue to trend for, for Real Salt Lake, particularly as Anderson Julio comes back, maybe some additions um, here and there. Um, but the young players just grasping the opportunities when you look at the likes of, uh, obviously, Gavin Beavers gets the headlines and coming on as a halftime uh, concussion sub. But Amika Anelli, uh, again, with a really solid outing off the bench, um, playing in that role where he can play right back and, and uh, as the six, he looks comfortable doing both. And uh, when you get the type of player, you know, with the likes of Andrew Broly, who can switch from left to right almost seamlessly in the fullback role, how vital that is in a in a league where you are capped by the salary and obviously the amount of players that you can have on your squad. And with these games coming thick and fast, you know, I don't think RS, uh, the MLS has done uh, clubs around the league any favours whatsoever when you have the new um, agreement um, with regards to budget, just going up a little bit and a little bit uh, year over year, we well, need extra quality. Uh, we, but uh, again, it's a testament to the the draft picks, the academy products that have come out of RSL, that uh, they're they're being trusted or entrusted to play valuable minutes in in a league that is a little lopsided with regards to League's Cup uh, and the break in the middle of the season where they're condensing these uh, games uh, and you're playing, you know, three games in eight days. It's it's rough 
Um, and sometimes the quality suffers. And if the league wants to grow, they need to figure that out. And, and it seems like a knee-jerk reaction. But that being said, uh, the sink or swim attitude of these players uh, trying to grasp every opportunity they have or they can, they've done a really, really good job. And I think that's also the, the flip side of all, the, the negativity of, of trying to get all these games in as, as, as quickly as possible. But these guys have actually done a really, really good job. So it's been a benef- beneficial uh, to, to RSL as well. Yeah, and I think Elliot did a good job talking about those young players coming in. Um, if you want to listen to that interview with DJ and PK from yesterday with Elliot Fall, general manager of Real Salt Lake, thought he was a lot more honest with some answers than I you normally would think he could be mm-hmm. during the season. Um, not not saying he's dishonest, but obviously there's a way that there's certain ways he can answer questions. He's a good politician. <laughs> Once, he once he des- when he decides to, to to hang up the uh, the GM role, he could be a definitely <laughs> no, no, could definitely no, no. be a, a, a politician. <laughs> I mean, I guess GMs aren't often well liked like most politicians are. So maybe, maybe it would <laughs> depends who you vote for. Yeah. Right? Right. <laughs> anyway, um, all right. Moving on to the LA Galaxy, who are playing Charlotte right now. Fortieth minute, nil nil. The few times I've glanced over, there's not been anything happening in this game. It's always like a dead ball or a foul or or something. You have a better view of it. Anything uh, anything look dangerous for LA Galaxy right now? Because uh, I'd be surprised. Yeah, well, no, I mean, there was a good chance for uh, Chicharito earlier, just uh, sliding the ball wide after a good ball into the box, right across the face of goal, uh, and then lost his marbles um, complaining about a, a coming together between Miram and Tyler Boyd. Uh, nothing in it, just a cut lit for Boyd, but uh, it was all his own doing. But yeah, there's there's not been a ton of, when it comes to pattern of play, it's been a really scrappy affair so far. And uh, that's probably about right with two teams, you know, struggling, uh, in my opinion, uh, to, to for an identity, which is strange for me because Greg Vanny has been one, one of the best coaches in Major League Soccer over the last few years. But LA Galaxy going through a slow rebuild. They've got some nice pieces, but there needs to be more. And uh, when you think about all the money that's been spent, well, and we can complain about RSL and maybe the business they haven't done, well, I think RSL are in a lot safer hands right now than what uh, LA Galaxy are. 10 points through 14 matches, 2-8-4 and four on the season. At home, they're 2-3-2 and two. on the road, 0-5-2, oh, uh, minus 13 goal differential. They've scored 10 through 14 games and conceded 23. One of the few, t- RSLs also conceded 23, but have scored uh, 14 thus far. Goodness. I, you're not used to seeing LA Galaxy this bad. They've they've not been great in recent years, but this season it's been really rough. And as you said, Greg Vanny, good coach. We I, I like him too, but really struggling so far. It doesn't feel like the pieces are quite fitting together just yet need to add a few more as well but you know we'll f- again another opponent we're going to face twice in a short period yeah. of time because of MLS and then in the next round of Open Cup they beat LAFC 2 to 0 in the last round of the Open Cup um Herc Gomez t- tweeting this is a lose lose because if they beat LAFC they should have beat LAFC because it's a bunch of like 17 and 18 year olds if they lose they lost to a bunch of 17 and 18 year olds and and that's really bad. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's not going to be easy coming into America First Field where they're going to have to deal with the altitude, you know, mm-hmm. around that uh, 55, 60 minute mark. Um, just two points on the road, uh, Lauren, this season. It has been rough for them, but, uh, and, and you can tell by the crowd uh, at uh, Dignity Health Sports Park, you know, that it's dwindling numbers there. And that's re- reflective of, of how poor uh, LA have been. But obviously, Getting that 2-0 victory um, against LAFC, despite them being um, uh, massive changes for LAFC, to get themselves into the next round, you know, anything can happen in a cup game. So uh, very interested to see what happens on Wednesday, how they approach it. Um, Are they going to save themselves because their season is almost a write-off when it comes to uh, looking at the league? Um, uh, Again, there's some quality there, but it hasn't clicked. And I hope it doesn't click on Wednesday night, but uh, RSL will be full of beans, full of confidence after that road. Uh, three games in eight days, picking up four points and getting themselves uh, in a situation where they can host for the next round. Oh, Chicharito just took a very bad touch in the box that would have put him on, in on goal, decided to pass it and passed it straight to a Charlotte defender. Pretty... Uh, Pretty clear. That says it all, right? (laughs) That describes it uh, pretty well for the LA Galaxy. Taking a look around the league, Montreal beat Miami 1-0 at home today. 3-3 between New England and Chicago. Bobby Wood did score in that game. Philadelphia got the road win 3-1 against NYCFC. 1-1 between Orlando and Atlanta. 2-1 win for Toronto against D.C. United. 2-1 win for Houston against Austin. 1-1 between Real Salt Lake and Minnesota. St. Louis Back to winning ways, back to back wins for them. Three to one against Vancouver. Colorado is trailing at home to Cincinnati by one goal in the eighty sixth minute. That's pretty funny, it's, isn't it? It's continuing for the Colorado Rapids. Nil nil, as we know, between LA and Charlotte late in the first half. Zero zero also between San Jose and Dallas late in the first half. And Seattle is up one to zero late in the first half against New York Red Bulls tomorrow. Kansas City and Portland kick off at 1 o'clock. Nashville and Columbus at 6.30. Any closing remarks from you, Spence, on uh, on tonight's match and Wednesday's match? Um, RSL looked good. That second 45 minutes is as good as I've seen them play on the road, um, particularly in the second 45. Um, Gavin Beaver standing on his head again, looks so comfortable. And uh, Andres Gomez um, getting a... a 10-minute cameo where he just looks so positive, so interesting to watch him play uh, and how positive he is as soon as he turns and and just drives forward. A little bit concerned about Michael Chang. Um, After that two-goal performance in the Open Cup against Portland, he's looked well and truly off the boil. And I wonder if that's just some fatigue setting in, Um, you know... Stop start. It's it's not always easy to get rhythm, but he he's made some really poor decisions. So I'm a little bit concerned for him. But um, yeah, hopefully uh, he gets his legs back underneath him. And uh, yeah, but it all both it, it all trending nicely. Uh, and it, again, it's a real turnaround um, of the start of the season. But I think it's a testament to the coaching staff and Pablo Mastroini. These chopping and changing, using a ton of players, 25 players this month, um, I think it's paid dividends uh, because RSL look, went from strength to strength. They looked the, the fitter of the two teams um, as uh, the, in the closing stages against uh, Minnesota United tonight. Who's joining you on uh, Wednesday and next Saturday for pregame? Uh, I know that I think Jake Hatch is, is back on Wednesday Excellent. night with me, So, uh, but Saturday I couldn't even tell you. 
I've, uh, yeah, I've, I've not looked that far ahead. <laughs> One game at a time, as Pablo Mascherini would say. Fair enough. It's just a very short window of time between those games. <laughs> I am out the next two games, taking a little trip. So I will be back for the L- the next LA Galaxy game on the seventh. But this coming Wednesday, the thirty first, Real Salt Lake at home, America First Field against the LA Galaxy. Kickoff just after seven thirty. So pregame at six thirty with. Jake and Spence here on the RSL Radio Network.